Well, the marking of the first anniversary of Cyclone Gabriel has been an emotional time for many who were caught in its path. Many people still can't talk about it, and some are still in survival mode, faced with buyouts, insurance, or cleaning up their flood-damaged homes. Others are happy to share their stories and the ways in which the flood changed them and their everyday lives. Kate Green has more. A year after the disaster, people who lost their homes are waking in the night and feeling compelled to return. So they drive there at two in the morning to stand in the ruins. Otago University Research Fellow Amber Logan says she's spoken to some of them. She says they're partly doing a reality check, that what happened is not just a nightmare, but there's also a mixture of longing and alienation. Just trying to keep this relationship alive, trying to have some stability in life, trying to feel at home somewhere, uh, and feeling a little bit embarrassed about, about that. Um, and then the home might also be dangerous too, which is the other thing. Um, but still being compelled to go back just to get that sense of home. Amber Logan says some will self-medicate with drugs and alcohol. Reports of death by suicide often filter through the community. She says the level of need for mental health support in Hawke's Bay is far greater than what's available. In Wairoa, Blue Tiger and her two kids had just moved into their new home when the cyclone hit. Her house escaped the flood, but most of their belongings were still in the garage, which was inundated. Everything was. Yeah, like the water came up to here. And now she feels survivor's guilt. I watch my neighbours now and they still can't move into their houses. Um, I hear my neighbour out there every day lifting the floorboards off his, the inside of his house. It's like, all I can do is offer them a meal. I don't know what to do. I don't want to be intrusive, you know, and I know that they're processing things their way as well. She's built a rockery with displaced rocks which floated around in the flood and planted a vegetable garden in her daughter's damaged drum kit. Blue Tiger says locals have noticed the Wairoa River flows higher and faster at high tide, so they're taking precautions. We now build everything off the ground. We're everything. Like, I would honestly like my whole front yard at least a metre off the ground. Our shelving's all off the floor. We don't put anything on the floor anymore. Um, our shed is, everything's now hanging off the roof. <laughs> Chief Executive of the Napier Family Centre, Kerry Henderson, says plenty of people are still in survival mode and aren't yet seeking help. I don't think a lot of people are yet ready to talk, um, but we want them to know that when they are ready, that, that we are here and break down those barriers. It's non-judgmental, it's confidential, it is free, and we won't put boxes around whatever the needs are. She says referrals for couples counselling are through the roof and requests of any kind spike after heavy rain. The centre is funded for a counsellor dedicated to cyclone trauma, but the relief money is time-locked. Currently, there's $1 million shared by 75 agencies, which needs to be spent by the 30th of June. People don't fit into boxes. You can't then say, OK, Farno, get all your emotions out right now, because come 1st of July, you've just got to put it back in a box because there's no funding. And, and life doesn't work like that. The Family Centre is still getting requests for work in schools, where anxiety is high among tamariki, and she expects the anniversary is a hard time for many. Kate Green with that report.